Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Layover Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Julia, and we are back with another phenomenal story for the theme travel. If you are not already subscribed to our newsletter, go to thelayover.com. And August submissions are now open, so you can tell your story about the theme friendship over at thelayover.com slash submit. Every like, share, subscribe, comment means the world for the Layover Podcast. Our tiny team appreciates every single one of you who showed love beyond words. Without further ado, in episode 39, Quincy shares a story about his journey to a little slice of heaven named St. Helena. I absolutely fell in love with Quincy's style of storytelling in this entire episode, so I hope you all enjoy episode 39, Home is Where the Heart Is. They say home is where the heart is. I would have never known those words to be so true until I stepped foot on a little slice of heaven known as St. Helena. I'm gonna be real, I have a hefty history of running. Known to get up and go when shit hits the fan. It's a little thing I learned from my dad at a young age. I was a witness to my parents' virulent union. It was not a week, a day, a second, when things under that roof weren't brutal. After each episode, like clockwork, I would watch my dad's 96 Volvo pull out of the driveway not to be seen again for a few days. I wouldn't say my dad was a rolling stone because he was there for us and loved us as much as he knew how. But I will say that motherfucker was a traveling man. He was the one that introduced me to the road. I had my first look through a viewfinder with him. And just as a student in a classroom, I learned how to read my first map and atlas from him. So it was only bound that I would learn to run away from my problems, just like him. My mama wasn't much of a traveler. She preferred the comfort of her home. Home was very important to her. She would spend her weekends at the thrift stores and yard sales buying little figurines and knickknacks for the kitchen, the living room, and the dining room, and also the warmest room of our home that we called the den. The walls in that room were made out of exposed oak wood, stained with colors of sweet maple and deep blood mahogany. There was a brick fireplace, and above it were photos of our deceased and living relatives. An altar, if you will. An old couch that my parents purchased when they lived in Germany flowed seamlessly against the walls leading to the windows. My mama was crazy about her scented candles, but even crazier about her pillows. At any moment, the couch would be lined with an abundance of funky-colored pillows, and I mean funky. We even had floor pillows. Those were my favorite. You see, just like my dad, my mama was country folk, both descendants of folks from Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. They knew what comfort should feel like. That den mirrored the same comfort. It was warm and inviting. It was a designated space for rest and lazy time. After Sunday dinners of fried chicken, black-eyed peas, candied yams, butter beans, mac and cheese, skillet cornbread, and sweet tea, we were all flocked to the den. Once the itis was set in, the rest was history. The rest was rest. I learned how to seek places that felt like home for my mama. She taught me to find warmth. She taught me how to rest. So what does this all have to do with St. Helena? 
I suppose I could make this all make sense. Life for me at the time was something unbearable. No matter how many candles I lit, how many chants that left my lips, no matter how many incantations were burned under flames, no matter how many times I soaked in baths full of herbs and roots, no matter how many times my knees got ashy and blistered from prayer, I couldn't shake the feeling. My soul was not at ease. Life for me at the time was busy, externally and internally. The only thing I knew to do by habit was run. When Salon said I traveled 70 states, she was talking about me. Originally, I was going to take this voyage by myself, but spirit called for me to bring moral support. So I embarked on this journey with two of my soul siblings. It just so happened that at this time, their spirits were just as shook as mine. This wasn't a form of trauma bonding. I think we all needed to get our shit together. We needed to make sense of what wasn't making sense. It was a deep yearning for love and healing that I had internalized. It didn't dawn on me at the time that this disorder that I was running away from was the process of healing and love that I was yearning for so badly. We drove through marshes lined with shallow waters that was deep with oysters, crab, shrimp, and fish. The old folks in my family called it Geechee land, a piece of land that I would later find I have connections to in so many ways. Tucked away behind acres of oak trees, it was about a half a mile drive down a one-way dirt road. A sweet soul that we referred to as Auntie Janice offered her haint blue cottage to us for the week. This was our home. We spent most of our time there in the days. This safe haven was nestled on the land overlooking the salt marshes and the surrounding islands. Most of our risings were spent meditating and walking barefoot in the grass, allowing our physical and spiritual bodies to ground. The sounds of Roy Ayers played lightly. Incense and the smell of coffee drifted across the blue walls of the cottage, ever so sweetly. You could hear the birds chirping through the open screen door, where a sweet March breeze would occasionally pass through. The first few days there, I had such a hard time detaching from the hectic energy I had manifested as a norm in my life. Waking up in a frenzy to get shit done. Do this. Go here. Don't forget that. Had I really allowed myself to lose control of my life by being too controlling over my life? The century-old oak trees decorated in Spanish moss kept a nice shade over the land. We spent our afternoons getting lost in Auntie Jan's collection of books and black literature often sparking an occasional conversation before we somehow ending up drifting off into an afternoon nap. As the days passed, I noticed I was beginning to let go. I was losing control and my head wasn't as busy. I was resting, getting full eight hours of sleep. There was no to-do list. I was just going with the flow. Our evenings were spent watching the sun set behind those sea island marshes. By night, the scent of fried grouper and red snapper would fill up the cottage. As the fish grease crackled, a sautéed situation of fresh vegetables kept our stomachs full. We washed it all down with strawberry mojitos made with fresh mint and rosemary picked from the garden of herbs on the side of the cottage. The kitchen was small, but the sound of our tipsy laughter made it feel so big. 
I was full with love in those moments. Connecting with each other was healing to the soul. Nothing else mattered. Not a job, not a to-do list, not an Instagram post, not a goddamn thing but ourselves. As the itis sat in and we lay down for the night, a sense of happiness and joy swept over me, just as the fabric of Auntie Jan's quilt swept over my body. The sound of crickets and frogs could be heard from afar. As the Virgo full moon peeked through the sheer white curtains, everything was quiet. Everything was still. We were at peace. This probably wasn't our happily ever after, but it was our happily ever now. Through this journey, I was reminded of so many things. I was reminded to slow down and to make time and room for myself. I was reminded of community and fellowship with chosen family. I learned to stop running away from and to just deal, to sit in it, no matter how uncomfortable. I was reminded that all the love I needed could be found in self, every last drop of it. It reminded me how much of my parents were embedded into who I was becoming. Those things of my father running away for answers showed up in myself. That need for comfort, warmth, and stillness was satisfied. It helped me to understand why my mama was such a homebody. I took those elements of my parents and found home in my own body. This journey was a mirror shining the reflection of myself back at me. For the first time in a while, I saw me and all of me. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 39 of the Layover Podcast. To find more from Quincy, he's on Instagram at instagram.com slash Quincy underscore quest. That's Q-U-I-N-C-Y underscore Q-U-E-S-T. And Quincy is also over on YouTube where he's visually storytelling as well over at Quincy Quest. That's Q-U-I-N-C-Y space Q-U-E-S-T. As always, every like, share, comment, subscribe means the world. You can sign up for our newsletters at thelayover.com to get these stories first. And our Augustine friendship is up and we're accepting submissions at thelayover.com slash submit. Thank you all so very, very much for listening.